To Sustainable 150. Crikey Moses, stone the crows. We are still going 150 episodes later. Oh, would you have Adam and Eve it? 150. 150. My word. Blimey. And we're closing in on five years of this ridiculous nonsense. <laughs> we should get knighted. We should go to Brenda and say, now listen, Brenda, we know you've got a few things on your plate at the moment, but Dave and I want a knighthood. We're not going to lie to you. <laughs> Political. <laughs> we are your friendly little environment podcast, aren't we all? All about people and the planet. And why does Despite everything being noised, we can have a wee chuckle about it every now and then, yes? Yes. And what are we going to be talking about this week then? Well, Dave, we are going to be talking about a rather magnificent individual who... Me! Even more magnificent individual than you, somewhat younger than you, and somewhat more of a world-leading activist inspiring generations than you. Not, not, not to say that you're not that person. No, 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 that's fine. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about Greta Thunberg. Uh, Thunberg. Thunberg. How do we say this? My name is Greta Thunberg. Like that. Okay, yeah. Her. We're <laughs> uh, <laughs> going to be talking about her, and we're going to be talking about some of the amazing things she's done, like how fast she has emerged um, from someone that literally no one had heard of a year ago. She's uh, emerged from someone. No, she said no. Well, yeah, I mean, about 16 years ago, she emerged from someone uh, who was in the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. Fine. Uh, yeah. Fine. Uh, and but we're also going to be talking about some of the inevitable backlash and um, nonsense. Hate in all. Yeah, and and I, you know, when some of the stuff that's been written and said about Greta was published, I thought Waterloo de- of nonsense. <laughs> oh w- Waterloo of. <laughs> rubbish and hurtful and unnecessary stuff so we're going to be talking about that we are also going to touch on a rather surprising and uh, i think probably amazing announcement out of that their labor party who said that basically they're just going to you know fix climate change mama mia i said (laughs) when i saw the news that they are going to decarbonize the entire economy by 2030. Yes, uh, as did lots of people. Yep, so um, <laughs> there you go. There's a very predictable theme for you. Yeah. But, um, Swedish enjoy. music legends, ABBA, Waterloo, <laughs> and the other one you said. Very good. So before any of that nonsense, oh, by the way, sorry if you downloaded this episode thinking it was an interview with Greta. It's not. It's Dave and I'll bang it on. Have, do you think we've decided to call it Greta Thunberg meets Sustainable to get loads of people to download. We may have done that. Uh, But just the usual disclaimer before we go any further at all. We do work for environmental charities, don't we? Yes. But these are very much our own views. So if anything that we hear turns you into a dancing queen... Don't rush off to anyone we uh, work for and grass us in, but take it up with us. Yes? Desperately thinks of other ABBA songs. Desperately thinks of other ABBA songs. No, send out an SOS all. It's the only way. There we go. Anti enough of the week. 
So, anti-Inhoff of the week. Now, if you don't know by now, where have you been? But for those who are new, an Inhoff is a bad person. Yes, a bad mm, smell. Very bad smell. Named after a bad senator in bad America who says that climate change isn't real because there's still snow. What a plonker. What a plonker, mate. However, there are good people in this here world and we like to celebrate them and we call them anti-Inhoffs. And they don't come much gooder or anti-Inhoffer than this week. No, indeed they don't. Oh, we are talking about uh, your friend and mine. A friend of the babble. Friend of the babble. <laughs> uh, international superstar, followed by two million people on Facebook, Greta Thunberg. I'm not, I'm not sure it's quite as... I'm not sure the end of the word is Thun- quite as wide. Greta Thunberg. I think it's more Thunberg. Thunberg. Soft cheese. It's not like Thun- But it's closer Thun- to Berry. It's closer to Berry than it is... No, OK, but it's closer to Berry than it is to Berg. Yes. I think, in terms of a sound. And it's Greta. Is it? Yes, Gerretta. Gerretta. Gerretta Thunberg. Very good. Um, So we thought, what we would do is this. We've talked about Gerretta Thunberg on and off uh, for the best part of a year now, haven't we? You had to, and you will not let me forget this, point out to me who the hell she was when she was already famous. Yes. But that's because I... uh, Yes, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. All right. (laughs) So take your mind all the way back to 2019. Oh, yeah. That's this year, year, and I distinctly remember a conversation in Babel Towers. In fairness, I think it was January or February, but, you know, early doors. Uh, And I said, oh, that there, Greta's done something or other. And you were like, who? What? (laughs) Who's that? Play for Brentford? I did did do that. Um, Yes. And the point of that is not to say Dave Zawali. Well, I mean, uh, that is your your inference. I mean, your implication, Mm. my inference, is that you think I'm a knob for thinking that. (laughs) Um, no, I was surprised that you hadn't heard of it. But then probably you spend your time doing useful, interesting c- contributions to fixing the world while I just go on Twitter. So, um, you know, different. horses for courses. Horses eh? for courses. Uh, but the yeah. point is, the reason I raise it is that it shows you, you couldn't possibly not know who she is now. No. Right? Correct. And uh, where, where are we? September. So nine months ago, eight months ago, someone quite involved in this here environment lark hadn't heard of her. Yeah. That's an astonishing speed of ascent from just a person who goes to school in Sweden to, like, literally global megastar. And just one last thing. See you on the streets. The school strike movement, of which we mentioned last week, what we were on, waving our placards. Notice you've been merrily uh, posting pictures of that on social media without necessarily pointing out that you didn't, you know make any of those placards what you're holding well fine okay that's fair yeah (laughs) uh yes also um right advance apologies (laughs) to anyone who i interviewed at the climate march uh went round went round genuinely good intentions we went off after we spoke to that naomi oreskes went off with our fancy new microphone Mm. gear and i grabbed hold of not literally uh loads of young protesters and i stuck a microphone in their face and said tell me all about what you're up to and they were all like oh here's what we're up to and then like you know they said oh what's the name of the podcast i said sustainable they said great we'll have a listen i said well it's probably coming out in a couple of weeks time sorry because i forgot to press record (laughs) tell tell them precisely what you did well i was pressing record but what i was doing was when i thought i was putting record on i was turning it off so you recorded all of the stuff in between the interviews yes and then didn't record the interview. Yes, oh, except 
for this. Boris Johnson doesn't listen to this podcast, I don't think. But if he does, if he happens to hear it, what's your message for Boris Johnson? F*** you. Which is right. I mean, that's all you need, isn't (laughs) it? (laughs) Fair enough. Yes. The point of the connection is that the the school strike movement, all of these people out striking around the world, four million people were doing this around the world, according to the organisers, are doing so because of Greta, right? I mean, she did the first school strike. So so what did she do? So she decided uh, in August... 2018, I think, around then. Um, she well, let's let's start from the beginning. Who is Greta? Right, she she entered a uh, a writing competition in Sweden and won it or did well in it anyway, and and wrote about climate change. Uh, and clearly, I haven't read it myself, but clearly it caught the attention of lots of people. Some kind of activists uh, got in touch with her and were like, "This is great. What can we work do to work with you?" I think some fossil free campaigners did that. Greta then uh, suggested. Um, striking from school, inspired by survivors of the Parkland oh, massacre. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were refusing to go to school, and she thought this this tactic of striking from school uh, was striking, a striking tactic. Oh, very good, um, yeah. And so she said to Swedish activists, let's Take do- a chance on me. <laughs> let's do that. And they all went, no, nah, that sounds... Oh, gimme, gimme, gimme a piece of the action. They- <laughs> <laughs> What a super trooper she is. Uh, they said, oh, they said, don't, don't do that. Because uh, no one will fall for that. They'll go, listen, I wore Bjorn yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> stop that. Silly. Anyway, activists weren't that um, bowled over by this tactic. Uh, so Greta said, well, I want to do it anyway, and stopped going to their meetings and then did it on her own. So she sat outside the Swedish parliament and said, I am no longer going to school until the election, I think, because climate change. And here's my leaflet, which says all of the terrifying facts about the climate crisis and what is the point of me going to school. And basically... Things happened very, very quickly from there on, where lots of people thought that's very uh, interesting and lots of other people thought, I'm going to do that too. And it spawned this extraordinary global movement of young people refusing to go to school. Uh, sometimes it's I think, usually just one day a week, Fridays for Future is the thing, uh, on the grounds that what's, you know, what's the point of learning for a future we probably aren't going to be able to inhabit. You should be in a bloody ball still. <laughs> No. Can we go now? Yes. She, I mean, she's basically not been out of the news for the whole time, for the whole of 2019, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. But, you know, or not, certainly not off of social media the whole of that time. Just constant presence. Every time there is a thing going on. So she went over to the UN, uh, who were having a Climate Week thing, so banging on about climate change last week. Climate Action Summit, I think it was. Climate Action Summit. And she went over there, famously, she went over there on a boat, um, which, in which she had to, is this right, have to poo into a bucket? I don't know. I didn't Did look into that. Did she have to poo? Hang on a minute. I mean, couldn't she have just pooed Did over the side of the boat? Greta poo. Don't in Google that. Bucket. You're immediately going to be recruited onto some really unpleasant, uh, like, Facebook weirdness groups. Yes, Greta Thunberg pooed in a bucket. Oh, very good. Yeah, according to uh, Guido Fawkes, uh, oh, notorious really? far left commentator, in <laughs> yet another clear sign. In fact, wait a minute. Where's Arabella? What did Guido Fawkes say, Arabella? 
I don't. Oh. Greta will be pushing for a resolution at a New York climate summit. To get there, she'll be crossing the Atlantic in a small zero-carbon sailing boat with no toilets. Like anyone enduring personal hardship on principle and not for publicity, she's taking a filmmaker with her just to make sure everyone else knows about it too. Anyway, so she turned up at... Thank you, Arabella. Sorry yeah. to make you read that out. Um, so she turned up at the... I feel quite bad about making Arabella read out something from Guido, but there we go. I know, it was some of the stuff, honestly. Um... She turned up at the United Nations and she gave yet another one of her amazing talks. So we did talk about her way back in episode something or other, I think back in February, when she was at Davos. She was at this meeting of the great and good over in Davos, which is all your rich people. Well, the rich, yeah. I mean, that's the point about Davos, isn't it? It's mega rich. Mega rich. And she went over there basically saying, you're all all in offs. You're all total, total in offs. And they were all like, (laughs) very nice little girl. (laughs) gone away right but she's not gone away turned up at the united nations and she i think even for her did a speech that has gone completely viral yeah young people for hope how dare you you have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words and yet i'm one of the lucky ones people are suffering people are dying Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Yeah, I remember listening to the radio the day after that, and they were going, normally, when there's, like, loads of world leaders at the United Nations, it's what world leaders say that gets reported. Mm. But they have all been totally overshadowed by this 16-year-old giving a fairly devastating speech. I mean, it's... It's kind of hard to watch, isn't it? It's, it is hard to watch. It's... It is hard to watch. And it's different to her other speeches in that I've, I've not actually seen her be visibly angry before or... Yeah. I mean, maybe, like, on the edge angry, like, there was a rage and she was upset. Yeah. And most of her other speeches that I've seen, anyway, well, very... have been much kind of more like, here is, in extremely clear and persuasive terms, why you are... A bunch of Inhofs. Yeah. But but it's a different tone. And this this one was just like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. Yeah. Why are you clapping? There is something going on that is so weird about all of this. I just want you to like wave a little flag for it. This is me waving my little flag. Oh, yeah. At the moment. Um, and it goes back a bit to what we were talking about in episode 137, I think, when we were talking about the school strikes. We did a whole episode about the school strikes. Maybe 136, actually. Um, which is a point that a friend of the Babble, James Murray, made about this whole thing seeming a little bit dystopian. Like, there's something about school kids demanding adults take stuff seriously and something about, like, the banners of Extinction Rebellion. That there's something about it that feels kind of almost science fiction-y. It's yeah. making me think, what's making me think of a bit is The Hunger Games. I don't know if you've seen it or... No, I never it. have, actually, but I know about it, yeah. But there's something about, like, this kind of strong, young female heroine chucked into a world of Inhofs, basically, adult male Inhofs, generally, um, and destroying them all with, in Katniss Everdeen's case, like, guns and prospects <laughs> and things in Greta's case really calmly argued 
total destructions of all of their lines of argument. Yeah. Um, Which is such extraordinary clarity of thought. Yeah. 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 And so I just wanted to sort of, there is something about it, I can't put my finger on it, that is really weird. And it's captured a bit by what she was saying about, like, I should be in school, I shouldn't be here. There is something about it that's really like, oh, this is a, this is a odd bringing together of two worlds you wouldn't see. Collide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm not expressing this clearly at no, all. No, no, I, I think can, I do know yeah. what you mean. And I mean, those worlds have collided, but uh, and when that happens, when when people get that sort of platform, the people who are listening to them in the room, I I get the sense always are like, oh, now you're in our fold. You're you're yeah. you're one of us. You might be challenging us, but now we're essentially we're all in the same club. We're all eating at the same bars. We're all staying in the same hotels. We're operating on that same plane you know we're in this club and it's just now our position within that club whereas she she's in there she's got this platform but it's just so fundamentally different and what she's saying is so fundamentally challenging to everything that everyone else who's in there is doing that that sort of inevitable coming together hasn't happened no exactly yeah and it's like if you uh, go it's back and weird. it is weird go back and listen to episode 77 <laughs> right when we talked to that kate rayworth or episode 109 when we talked to that christine berry right you're um, you're so weird i'm you're not so weird i remember weird. those numbers well, why don't you remember those numbers because numbers and like stuff i don't remember what i had for, i genuinely don't remember what i have for breakfast no, I do remember. You do remember breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. But not yesterday. There's something unreal about the fact that she can't be shot down because of who she is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still not expressing this very clearly. What, what do I mean to say? I'll put it, make a metaphor. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not the person to express that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what will happen? Well, here's a little thought experiment. Uh, what, I thought what, what? I thought... <laughs> experiment. experiment. Very little time <laughs> sleep. How, how are things at Baby L2? Yep. Yeah? Yep. Sleeping well? Yeah, everything's... Baby L1 getting on fine? Yeah, everything's yeah. fine. Yeah? Yeah, everything's fine. Planet going all right? Yeah, yeah. Job no, not too all, stretching? No, it's all... It's all fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's really great. The, uh, what was I saying? Thought experiment. Imagine it's 2022. Not that far away. And she is now 19. She's not 16. Yeah, I've got that. Is the fact that she is, by, you know, world definitions, an adult changing things? Are people now allowed to go, no, you're a bastard, you're you're wrong, like, and really shout her down? I mean, I have Are people still letting her say what she wants to say? I mean, I have a feeling that that is... What would happen? So, can we talk a bit about the Inhofs? Oh, can we talk about the Inhofs? Can we talk about... Someone did this brilliant tweet, I'm paraphrasing it now, but they said something like, you know, an extraordinary coincidence. If I, on Twitter, mute all of the people with bigoted homophobic views, I also don't hear anything bad about Greta Thunberg. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, But she does get some people upset, you know? Like some, you know, the sort of people, frankly, you get upset about, well, you know, Everything, Britain going to dogs, you know, it's not the same, is it? Can't yeah, do anything, can't yeah. walk down the stairs without having to sign forms these days and never mind about the immigrants and all of that. Gets very upset yeah. and people get very stroppy. So those people are going on the internet going, poor, deluded, brainwashed child. 
who's controlling her, the puppet behind her. It's child abuse. Child yeah, abuse, George yeah. Soros, coming yeah. over here with your money. And, your, you know, and there, there are people who think that she's being propped up. She's gone to great lengths to stress that she, you know, basically has done this all herself. I mean, it probably is getting a bit of money to fly around the place now, but not by, like, she's not being controlled. It's just here's the stuff she wants to do anyway. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, uh, so that's happening now already. But I think that you Yeah, probably... but what you're not happening is her on a panel where people are going, well, actually, Greta, I, you know, I, I respectfully disagree and here's why what you just said is wrong or, yeah. you know... People you aren't th- debating it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, okay, this extraordinary speaker and, and person is speaking, so we all have to sit here and no one wants to be the guy, usually is a guy, who shouts it down. As in, like, you know, the... the the statesman or the politician or the, or the media personality. Um, so that, yeah, okay, that's happening. So the thing that, I guess the point I'm trying to make is the thing that gives her that clarity of basically, the thing that makes her message so powerful, the fact that she's a kid and is going, you are messing up my future, you have failed me, Yeah. Uh, you have failed my generation, I shouldn't be here, and going to adults and saying, we are going to make this happen, you are toast, mate, you are done is also because she's a kid, she can't really be argued with. Yeah. And there's something about, that's the thing, there's something about it that is weird. She speaks so slowly Mm. and she leaves big pauses between sentences and she uses very few words. You know, it's it's so unlike teenagers. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like if you give a speech to a teenager and say, read this or like, you know, a reading, a... A wedding or a baptism or something like that. They'll rattle through it, can't get through it quick enough. She speaks slowly and deliberately and with all of these incredibly powerful pauses when confronted by a room full of the most powerful people in the world. It's yeah. it's completely extraordinary and formidable. Hey, so, oh, hey, oh, a tiger walks into a bar, right? And he goes this up. is a big pause joke, isn't it? I mean, I don't, I don't yeah. even know this joke, but... No, it's fine. Yeah. So that's all very well, but you have to remember, they're just stories. Normal people like us don't use that type of language. Remember, this is the real world. Oh, you're right there, Ted. Right, so we've agreed. <laughs> we've agreed that it's not just that she's young. Um, we've agreed that she is, in many ways, extraordinary. Tell you what else she is, old. Yeah, white. Right. Okay. Right. That's so what this she is. is. This is another uh, thing which has been started to be surfaced more in, well, certainly kind of media debates. Is well, hang on a minute. Can we all just remember that there are other people? of her age and younger from different backgrounds who may have been saying some of this stuff uh, from more kind of lived experiences of environmental degradation on their doorstep and persecution. And for some reason, you lot all don't care, but you do care about this white girl from Sweden. Yeah, and uh, so that is a really interesting thing to talk about. We are two white chaps. Yeah, we Correct. are two white chats. Go back and listen to episode 135 when we were talking to that Assad Raymond about a lot of this stuff, about how actually it's the voices of the global south that you just don't hear so much in these yeah. kind of debates, yeah. right? You get the same old messaging, the same old narratives, and the same idea that the we that is being talked about is generally like white people, frankly. Yeah. Um, and Go and read his tweets on this as well. Yeah, he's, really, he's been, really good he's been tweets. Doing some very good stuff on it. Uh, including basically saying, like, you know, 
people have been saying this for a long time. People of colour all around the world have been saying this stuff, right? And I think it can simultaneously... I've been thinking about this a lot, right? And like, basically, I'm a white bloke. What do I know? I'm, this isn't going to, you know, I don't have any authority in this particular space. I'm thinking about it a lot. And I think it can simultaneously be true, oh, that Greta Thunberg is amazing and what she is doing is incredible and she is like single-handedly galvanising a new story and a new movement. That's brilliant. Whilst also going... It would be really good if the stories we were hearing were not all from white people, white Western people. And, you know, there's a question about whether she should be doing something different, whether she should be, next time she gives a talk, whether she should be inviting on the stage with a, someone from the global south or someone from an indigenous community in Brazil or something like that. Um, I don't know if that's too well, much the, to expect. Is it fair to expect that of her, given that hardly any other people do that? Is it fair to lump that all on her? I mean, I guess, I guess a lot of the stuff that's being written, the sensible stuff anyway, is not saying... Greta's in Inhofe. No. Uh, no. They're more cogently saying, why is it that all of these white, rich country NGOs and governments and business leaders are all so happy to go, oh, Greta, we love you. Oh, Greta, you're amazing. When they haven't given any, any sort of shit about anyone else uh, who's been saying it, who might be someone who's a person of colour. There is a lot of rank hypocrisy going on here from people who will hear what Greta has to say and go, wow, Greta is amazing, who then do naff all about it, yeah. who are somehow basking in a kind of glory. Like, uh, so yeah, some stuff she's saying is challenging, yeah, right? Like, stop economic growth. Uh, yeah, and, and, and maybe that's why she's starting to kind of lose her shit a little bit more. Because she has been saying this stuff for a year and everyone's been going, you're amazing for a year. And yet she's still having to say the same things to the same people because no one's f***ing doing anything about it. Hello, Blake Michelle. And this is the point, right? That lost amongst all of the, oh, isn't Greta amazing? And everyone sharing her videos was the fact that she was talking at the UN about how they all want to go do more stuff on climate. And they are demonstrably not doing enough on climate. Right. Right? Yeah. And like Australian PM, what's oh, his face? Oh, Inhofe. Inhofe, Scott was, Morrison. Was in America. I think he may have even been in New York and like didn't show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously Trump like turned up for a second. Oh. Well, Morrison said that Morrison and Macron, there's a beautiful combination. So Morrison said that the climate change debate at Greta Thunberg is subjecting Australian children to needless anxiety. Oh my That's God. That's what he said. Yeah. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron warned that her stance risked, and I quote, depressing a generation. to speak for all generations to come. We hear of animals and plants going extinct every day, vanishing forever. Yet, did you have to worry of these things when you were my age? All this is happening before our eyes and yet we act as if we have all the time we want and all the solutions. I'm only a child and I don't have all the solutions, but I want you to realise, neither do you. If you don't know how to fix it, please stop breaking it. Ah, oh, Greta's amazing. Amazing stuff. Well done, Greta. She, yes, she is. Um, and uh, Thank you, Arabella, for reading out Greta's words. Then. And uh, Arabella is also amazing. Yes, uh, she wasn't reading out Greta, though. Oh, who that? Uh, she was reading out the words 
of then 12 year old Seven. That's confusing, isn't it? She was 12, but she was called Seven, Cullis Suzuki, at the plenary session of the Rio Earth Summit in 1992. Sounds like the name of a robot. <laughs> it does a bit. 1992, Dave. That was a 12 year old talking to big climate shindig, Earth shindig, Earth shindig. the first of them, really. Yeah. Uh, how long ago is 27 years ago? And saying much the same stuff from much the same perspective to the same sorts of people. But no one remembers her. No one remembers her. Ah. And now it has changed. Mm. Mm. So the, I suppose the question is, is anything going to change this time? Yeah. To which the answer is, stuff is changing. Yes? Yeah. Not single-handedly down the ground. No. Like, you know, the world scientists have got something to do with it and the babble obviously is probably... <laughs> huge, huge part. Really but just last week, oh, this happened. Yes. But the biggest news really to come out of conference today is the Labour for a Green New Deal motion which passed committing the Labour Party to a 2030 target to achieve net zero emissions. It's a very ambitious programme. <laughs> yeah, now this is a weird thing. Yes. Like when the babble started, yes. cast your mind back to 2015. Yes. yes. Who's in them? Yes. We had a set of European elections this year and UKIP and the Greens both beat the Liberal Democrats, I'm afraid to say. And you are uh, so who was in charge? David Cameron was putting his todger in. No, that's not proven. Uh, he was in charge... He was in pig. He was, <laughs> he was in. He was in charge, and Ed Miliband was. Uh, in, what became of him? Eating bacon sandwiches. He's apparently doing some very minor podcast that no one listens to. Person, there's only one person running scared of these debates, and that's this prime minister. Uh, and the point is that the Labour Party were terrified of doing anything which sounded a bit too much like an environment policy and basically didn't. And anything they did do that sounded a bit like an environment policy, the sun and everyone else went, the red's under your bed, all the rest of it. Now, it feels like a very long time ago if you've had to listen to the babble constantly from then till now. Deserve some sort of medal. <laughs> <laughs> really do. But it also isn't very long ago at all. And now you have the opposition party basically being criticised for being too ambitious <laughs> on the environment. Zero carbon by, well, net zero, and go back and listen to episode 148 for more on net zero, but net zero emissions by 2030, right? Which even some of the most uh, climate hawky kind of let's all go save the planet now people that I know are going... Steady on, misses. It's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah. Blimey. So to give, give it some context, the UK government has agreed that it will go net zero by 2050. Yes. With a big, big focus on the net bit yeah. of that There's commitment. A, imagine an asterisk <laughs> so large that you could use it to deflect the sun's rays. <laughs> Which ironically might, yeah. <laughs> might be what they're relying on. Yes. So they're doing that. Um uh, what else? I think, I mean, the Liberal Democrats have said they would do 2045, I think. Yeah, Scottish government's doing 2045. Yeah, 2045. I mean, some fairly significant environmental, non-governmental organisations have said we reckon it can be done by 2040-ish. Yeah. If you made Still it Still probably yeah. with a bit of net going on there. Yeah. Labour, yeah. that political party, have gone, ah, do it in 10 years, mate. 
Well, more accurately, their activists have. So uh, it's, this motion has been passed by their conference. So a huge organising thing, Labour for a Green New Deal has been organising this for ages. Again, young people. It's, predominantly, yeah. I've been driving I, I'm this. in no way engaged in this. You're probably more engaged in it uh, than I am. But I, even I have seen that the, the extraordinary amount of work that has gone on in a huge number of um, parliamentary uh, constituency Labour parties to get all these motions, because that's how they make policy, right? They get oh, all they these love, motions. Oh, they love a motion. They love a compositing. And... They compost their motions, all. <laughs> <laughs> you ever composted your motions? Uh, frequently. There is a massive question about whether it's doable, but as you quite rightly say, if there's a spectrum of like, on one end of it, you've got the sort of stuff we poke fan at all the time, like government wants to ban a thing that's going to be obsolete by 2030, by the year 2040, cars, right? Um, Diesel cars, petrol cars, or a spectrum that's like, oh, bloody hell, are we really going to do that? I think we should be on that side of the spectrum. Yeah, right. And people, the point being, well done Labour, first of all, the point being that people like that, Greta Thunberg, in fact, particularly that Greta Thunberg, like have changed the debate and have been part of this thing that's happened over the last couple of years, pretty much, that people go in, no, I don't want to put up with that crap thing. I want a better thing. Yeah, I, I, I demand it. I demand it. Sod your economic growth and you're telling me why it can't be done. Then your man from Shell with his shiny oil-covered jacket. Yeah. Sod all of that. Bloody well, fix it now, please. Sod all of you. They're there. You're young and impressionable. And, you know, when you get to my age, you'll understand why this stuff can't be done. I'm not going to get to your age. That's the point. (laughs) It's going to be rising seas. Sod you, worst men on the internet. (laughs) There's going to be an enormous resource war consuming the entire planet. I'm not going to get to your age unless you do this sort of stuff. That's what they're saying. And as... James Murray, friend of the Babel, has consistently said, what did, what did politicians think was going to happen? Like, if the climate science is remotely right, and if you've got young people who've got a brain in their head, a bit of spare time, because let's face it, you know, you do when you're a kid, and they're kind of going... Well, not when you're addicted to Fortnite. That soaks up all your time, isn't it? What? Fortnite. Don't pretend you don't know what Fortnite is. What are you talking about? You know what Fortnite is. How can you be addicted to Fortnite? You know what Fortnite is. You know what Fortnite is. Don't know what you're talking about. Don't pretend you don't know what Fortnite is. No. That's absolute bollocks. You're talking about. You're lying. I didn't know Greta Thunberg was. (laughs) Don't lie to the babble. Don't (laughs) lie to the babble. You get Lady Hale to find out. I did not know. I did not lie to the babble. Lady Hale will tell you. Whether it will result in the action we need, I think, to some extent, rests on people like yous and me's and all of the adults who are going, oh, Greta and these kids are wonderful. Thank God for them. They've got us saved. And then go home and burn a car tire in a garden. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, good. The kids have sorted it out. I do. I feel a bit bad that we didn't sort it out. Please don't take our pensions away either. We need them. Probably should have been concentrating a little bit less on Love Island, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Eating, anyway. Eating a bit less Fortnite. <laughs> anyway, Greta's here. Our mates are here. They're going to sort it out. Let's not worry about it. Yeah. That way, disaster lies. Like, and, and again, this is coming out in what they're saying now. They're like, don't just stand there and applaud me. Do something. So that is just about it for another episode of Babble. We are halfway to 300, Dave. 
you think I'm sticking around doing this till 300, you've got another thing coming. Stockholm Syndrome. You are in love with your captor. Voulez-vous have another thing coming? Oh, <laughs> you really, really do. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the name of the game is if you... Uh, <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> the name of the game is if you want to get in touch with the babble song. and tell us how much you like everything you hear or indeed things that you don't, get in touch with us. You can drop us an email to hello at sustainababble.fish. You can find us on Facebook, just search Sustainababble or on the Twitter at the Babble Wagon. And you can bung us a bit of dosh if you want to contribute to the running costs of this esteemed organ, what is otherwise done for love. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Sustainababble. Right, and thank you as ever to the wonderful Arthur Stovall for designing our logo, which is on our T-shirts. What you can buy from our website by going to www.sustainababble.fish. Uh, and finding the t-shirt bit and can I say thank you for the music to Dickie Moore very good because very <laughs> his music right is at the beginning at the end and the intertwinkly bits of this podcast that's, that's thank you for the music very good. Oh. to Dickie Moore and thank you as always to Arabella for so nobly reading out the eco guff right oh that's it we are off is there anything else you wanted to say Put on your white sombrero. What? Apparently that's one of their songs. Is it? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. No, we should be back next week, Ol, when I will be knowing me, knowing you. Um, <laughs> so do tune in next week for episode 151 of The Bad Boy, yes? Yeah, and, um, you know, just take a chance on me uh, being in that episode as well. I've done that Have you? Yeah. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> Bye. Bye! Tiger walks into a bar. He says to the barman, Please can I have a pint of... Foster's. The barman says, Why the big paws?